Hello and good morning. Happy New Year. I do trust that you had a beautiful, beautiful and exciting time during Christmas period and that the new year has started well. That it gives you hope for renewal, for attempting new things, for seeking new directions from the Lord, for seeking his empowerment, for calling up uh, for his presence, for a time dedicated to his to prayer, to Bible study, and to the Lord's service. Uh, there is no other way of overcoming the circumstances such as we faced last year. In fact, one could say, as Israel once said, had God not been on our side, if God had not been on our side, our enemies would have, been, would have destroyed us. We would have been destroyed by COVID and the problems and other circumstances that bedeviled our time last year. Surely, we are entitled to have hope. We are obliged not to dwell on the past, but to focus our attention on the present and the future. Oh, there's a great hope in the Lord, my friends. Never, never be, be tempted to give up or to compromise, to allow yourself to be driven about uh, without, a, uh, without aim or purpose. And so it's my joy to begin this new year on a note of uh, great hope and comfort and great promise as we shall find it in the, in the book of Psalm number 23, the Psalm of David. Our title, uh, our message for this year, the, the title of our message, first message this year, is Take Courage. God is with us. My name is Nimron Bae from Koinonia Ministries, Nairobi. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, we are glad to be alive. We are glad to know that you're with us. We are glad to have crossed over from from 2020 to the year 2021, the year of our Lord. Our God, when you are on the side of any people, when you are on our side, we have nothing to fear. We are more than conquerors as it is written in the scriptures. And so we want to look at this year as one that is full of hope and full of opportunities. Help us, Father, not to allow the circumstances of life to take away our joy, our strength or our courage. Our hope is in you, O God, a living God, the one and only, almighty and everlasting God. In with you on our side, uh, life can only get better. We can only get stronger. We can get even more successful. And that is what, Lord, we want to focus our attention on at this particular time, uh, being the first Sunday of the new year. Come, Lord Jesus, and make your presence felt amongst your people. And help us, Father, to embrace you with everything we have. In the name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. So, 
my dear friends. Psalm number 23 is, um, is a scripture um, I have chosen um, to guide us uh, into the present and the future. And it reads as follows, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. As a you probably know and one of the most memorized and one of the most recited and quoted scriptures that we have and it is for a good reason it is beautiful it is poet poetically written and it speaks the kind of language that makes a difference to us all this morning this third day of the new year, the year of our Lord, 2021, I would like us just to talk one to another and consider what God is telling us through Psalm number 23 and consider our circumstances and see what we need to change in the light of what God has promised, what God delivers, promises and what he has delivered and what he promises to deliver. Psalm 23 is written, was written, or is attributed to King David. David, as we know, um, as uh, you know, as the scripture says, was a shepherd boy before he became the king of Israel. We are introduced to David uh, in First Samuel chapter 16, when God had sent prophet um, Samuel to go to to Jesse's house. Jesse was the father of David and anoint among his sons a king who would replace the first king of Israel King Saul. Um, and David had brothers seven brothers and they were strong and they were you know, mature people. David was just a, a young boy, a young man, I think, of about 17 years. And he was a, not a soldier, he not a leader. In fact, as the other brothers were called to stand before Samuel so that he could make choice of the next king from among them, David was in the bushes looking after his animals, his, after goats and sheep. But God took Samuel. I, I, I'm not, it, 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 none of these brothers is the one I have chosen. Isn't there another one? There's another one. 
So Samuel asked, is there another one? Is there another son? And uh, he's oh, just a small boy, just a young boy there, you know, a shepherd boy. And, 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 and um, Samuel said, go, bring him. We are not going to even sit down before he comes. And when David came, God indicated that he was the one to be anointed as king. And he was anointed king. Nevertheless, he did not take office for some time, so remained king. Now, um, later on, in, in, some, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we see David um, killing Goliath, a giant, uh, you know, Goliath, with just a mere slingshot. The reason? Because he depended on God. And from the beginning, David loved God and he served God all the days of his life. He had many weaknesses, but nevertheless, he always kept God ahead of him. And so he was a very successful king, the greatest king Israel ever had. Now, but because of, because of jealousy, um, King Saul uh, started plotting to kill David, to eliminate him. He saw him as a rival and feared that he would take uh, over his kingdom. He was not aware that David had already been anointed, anointed to replace him. But he pursued David, uh, you know, and um, trying to kill him. And David held, hid himself in the bushes, in caves, until, you know, Saul died. And David was then officially proclaimed uh, to be the king of Israel, and he took office. Now, all, during all those, that period, when he was a shepherd boy, and when he was being pursued by Saul, David, of course, was in great danger. And uh, one is not, we're not quite sure at what point Psalm 23 was written or in what context. But some scholars have suggested that um, this was a time uh, recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 15 to 19 when David was already settled as a king and his son Absalom overthrew David's authority and took over leadership. David had to flee out of Jerusalem with Absalom and his conspirators in hot pursuit. Now it is David, David's life was in danger uh, of being killed by his own son Absalom. And David once again had to hide for some time in the caves until he was able to counter-attack and regain his, his kingdom. And in the process, some, um, Absalom was killed. I think this is a time, uh, as the scholars say, that David was in the, grievous, the greatest danger. And as I said, um, some scholars think the context of this Psalm 23 was that period when David was out hiding in the caves, you know, hiding from his son. When he had absolutely nothing, he was separated from the comforts of the kingdom. He was living there in the bushes with little to live by and hiding from one cave to another. That is a time 
David penned these lines, which begin with a, with, with, with a great declaration. The Lord is my shepherd. I, have, I lack nothing. I have everything I need. You see, David was a, good, was a great friend of God. And he knew that whatever his circumstances, even though he, would, he should die from the hand of his son, that is not the end of his life. My friend, this is the kind of um, attitude I personally would like to have as I face this new year. And this is the kind of um, confidence and attitude I would invite you to share with David that whatever the circumstances, whatever dangers might face you or I in the coming year, whatever we may lack in our life, whether it is food, whether it is clothes, whether it is a job, the Lord is our shepherd and he shall so remain all the days of our life. If only we should choose him to be our shepherd. And if we accepted the position of being God's own shepherd, I mean sheep. So David was a giant killer. He was a gallant soldier and, and the greatest king that uh, Israel ever had. But in this psalm and in other, uh, other psalms that he wrote, David does not attribute his success or his victories in war to his skill or to himself but he attributes all of them to God, to the presence of God. And David never attempted to go to war or to, to go to battle without consulting the Lord and getting the Lord's approval. So let's, let's quickly go uh, look at this uh, uh, psalm and then we can draw um, a lesson uh, from it that will help us in the course of this year. So he says, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And I want, I want us to note that David does not say, does, he's, not talk, he's talking um, from a personal point of view. It is a matter of a personal testimony and a personal declaration of his confidence in, in, in God. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, not our shepherd. Not your shepherd, but my shepherd. And my friend, the secret, the secret of receiving blessings from God, the secret of having our fears banished from our lives, of confusion being removed from, from us, we need to personalize God. We need to make the promises of God our own. We need to receive the power of God as our own, the salvation of our God as our own, personally, and live by the testimony that the Lord is my savior, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my deliverer, the Lord is my provider, and all that and all that. We are inclined often to just talk in Pulo, our God, our savior. Friend, let this year be different. Let us make God personal, a personal friend, a personal king, a personal savior, and a personal lord. As a shepherd, David 
well, was well aware just how helpless sheep are without a shepherd. They are totally dependent on the shepherd and Jesus and I mean, and I mean for provision to take them out to pasture, to lead them where there is water, to protect them from animals and, other, and predators, to take care of them when they should, if they should injure themselves or get, or get, get ill, they need the shepherd around them. And indeed, um, shepherds normally sleep out there in the open with the goats or the sheep. Jesus used this um, metaphor of, um, of a shepherd um, um, in, in, um, in, um, in um, John uh, chapter 10 when he said, I am the good shepherd and talk about his sheep. But, but he also did say, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 39, when he, that, verse, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, when he saw people milling about, walking about aimlessly like a sheep without a shepherd. And, and, and so he used this metaphor also to describe the situation where people are so hungry, so poor, so oppressed by life, and there's no leader. So a shepherd is actually a leader and the sheep are the followers metaphorically of course David saw God as his leader and he saw himself and the people that he led as God's sheep now how does a shepherd provide for his sheep according to David in this psalm verse 2 David says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Well, all this that means in, his, in simple terms, he provides and sustains me. That's what David is saying. He sustains me with all the necessities of life and much more. Not just material provisions, but others as well. And this, the, that other comes in verse 3 when he says, he restores my soul. Um, he, when I mean, which um, means that he, God saves me from a state of hopelessness and despair and sustains my life emotionally and spiritually. So God does not just provide us with the externals of, of physical material needs. He also provides for us emotionally and and spiritually and even psychologically. He works from within and, the, and, and, and what he provides within affects the outside. Now then, um, finally David says that, the, I mean, even though verse 4, not, not quite finally, but uh, in verse 4, David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, that's a great, another great uh, testimony and declaration of faith and confidence in God. Because when people die, they are all alone. Nobody shares our death. I mean, we, 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 we die and what happens thereafter, we, we really don't, um, don't know. But there are people who have studied uh, people at the point of death. And this is what they have recorded. 
some of what they have recorded, I mean, according to some, some um, writings I read. Uh, one, one of the things that they have noted is this, a uh, general observation is that um, people, some people tend to, 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 to be in a state of anxiety as they face death, as they know that their time is, is, is near. They are, they are afraid, sometimes even struck by terror, and they are shaking and, and trembling out of fear. And these ones, almost all of them, turn out to be people who have no faith in God. Now, the opposite is true of people who know God. They have this kind of calm, calmness and peace, and they die very quietly, very calmly, very peacefully. Why? Because they know where they are going. Because the shepherd says, you know, because, I mean, according to David's testimony, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are with me. God does not leave you or I, my friend, even when we face death, even a point of death, God is with us. And he'll be with us. Whether there's a valley, a dark valley, we don't know, but it is just, uh, you know, um, well, uh, one could say it's a, it's a myth. A myth is something that is either true or not true. But um, people fear going through the process of death alone. And indeed, God does come and stand with those who belong to him as they go through that valley of the shadow of death. And David declares, you see, I cannot be afraid even if my enemies pursue me because God is with me to protect me and to provide for me. I, how I wish that we could be like David. So David has confidence with his God, whether in this life or the next. Now, finally, I want to say that uh, David also says, look, in this life, we are guests. The guests of a great king. The king is, of course, our God. And he says so uh, in these terms. First of all, let me say that uh, in the book of Genesis, God, I mean, the, uh, the, in the book of Genesis, we read how God created the heavens and the earth how he created everything, I mean, all things, including people, I mean, including, you know, the, the ground and the separated water and animals, created birds and all that. Then on the last day, he created man. And he put him in a garden, according to Genesis 2. And so, the point I'm making here is that uh, we are here by God's design. We live on earth by God's design. We are God's guests here on earth. We are not owners. We are guests of God, the Creator. And so we, we live here on earth according to the length of our invitation. And so we live short time, long time. It all depends on God. Now, this is what David looked at. This is how David looks at it. In verse 6, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
David's prayer and his desire and his focus is to live in the presence of God in the house of the Lord forever and forever. Amen. Friend, death therefore is not the end. It is a process. It's a process of transition from a physical existence into a non-physical or a spiritual existence. And those who die in the Lord go through this process and begin a new life in the presence of our God forever. And we, if you ask anybody who knows anything about God and ask them, uh, do you desire to go to heaven? They would say yes. But you see, when we are living physically, the only way to go to heaven is to go through the process of death. And indeed, we shall continue to die until Christ returns. Then those who believe in him shall be raised and they shall be lifted up to deal with him, to, to live with him forever. David seems to, be, uh, to have been aware of these things. And so he says, look, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. And they go, I want to live in the house of my Lord forever. Amen. That, my friend, is the spirit with which, which you should accompany us as we travel through this, through life in this year and, and the year to come. Let our desire and our dream and our prayer be to live with God as his guests, as his children, sons and daughters in his house forever and ever. Now, uh, I did allude to the fact that Jesus claims the title of shepherd to himself in according to John 10. So Jesus is indeed the good shepherd that David I mean, uh, was talking about. As a good shepherd, Jesus offers his presence to us, to a sheep. He offers his, his comfort. He offers his protection and, and in his provision. Furthermore, God, Jesus actually does not give general protection, but personal protection. He provides to us personally what we need. He says, Jesus says that he came that they, meaning we who is believers in him, may have life and have it to the full or more abundantly, that we may have life more abundantly. And is it that what we want? Coming from 2020, a life of want and need and all the dangers, isn't it our, isn't our prayer and our dream to live more abundantly this year? I think so. And so here David is saying, victory belongs to those who are in the Lord. I, I, I mentioned this, I wanted to mention this one, uh, verse 5 after the others, because this is, um, um, uh, well, is a, a climax. Victory in Jesus is ours if we remain faithful, if we walk with Him, if we involve Him in our affairs, in our families, in our businesses, in our private and personal lives then he will give us victory because the word says, I mean, with Christ on our side, or God on our side, we are more than conquerors. So David says in verse 5, you prepare a table before me 
in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And then the way says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, what is this table that is, is, is prepared? In the presence of my enemies, Christ gives us victory and overcome to overcome all adversaries and all adversities of life. From a point of weakness, Christ gives us strength. From a, a point of laws, may God, you know, in Christ we, we, have, we, 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 we have profit. From the weaknesses, he gives us power. From a state of hopelessness, he gives us hope and courage to continue. From hunger, he, he feeds us. He, he prepares a table, a banquet, and a feast to which we are invited. And then it is in the presence of our enemies, all those who despised us because we have Christ, all those who despised us and hated us because we have no money or wealth. Now, all possessions belong to us in Christ. Everything that God has provided, it is great, in, He provides in great abundance, and it belongs to those who love the Lord, those who have followed Him our shepherd. And so in Christ, David concludes that we have a blessed hope and a blessed future. This world remains hostile to those who love the Lord. But in Christ Jesus, we are accepted as we are. And as long as we remain focused on our shepherd, then the year 2021, my friend, we shall not even See the potholes, the hills and the valleys. The, the way will be smooth, smooth and free from obstacles, free from roadblocks, because the Lord is our shepherd and he'll go ahead of us, clearing the way. What we need to be sure, my friend, what we should be sure to do, my friend, is to go back to verse, going back to verse one is to say this. The Lord is my personal God. Jesus Christ is a gift of God that we celebrated at Christmas, who came down to be our Savior, to be our Deliverer, to be our Shepherd. Let us commit our lives into His hands. Let us not dare to go into the future without the Shepherd going ahead of us. It is only then that we can say, even though I've I, I go through the valley, even, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear anything, for your rod, for your youth me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It is only when we are assured of the Lord's presence in our lives. My friend, will you then do that? Ask Jesus in prayer to come into your life, to be your shepherd, to guide you, to give you victory over all the circumstances and obstacles we face this year. And then, ultimately, to go with you as you descend into the valley of the shadow of death, into the next life, and to live in the house of the Lord forever and forever. David did that. And up to now, the name of David is one of the most mentioned names um, when we consider the scriptures. My friend, 
let us be like David. Let us appoint the Lord. Let us take our God to be our shepherd, the shepherd of our life. And may God bless you as we face the new year with that confidence that God is going to be with us and to see us through. Thank you for listening. We have a great year ahead of us together. Call that number. Get through to us through that email. Let us begin to talk on this third day of January 2021. God bless you. Amen. Thank you.